0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 49, recorded here on January 29th, 2023. This podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice, so please do your own homework. We'll get started uh, this week with the market update and outlook, and then uh, we'll share some. bitcoin news a lot of different uh, things in the news cycle this week of interest uh, i'll also mention my Substack this week i uh, won't be going over it here but i'll include links in the show notes uh but that covers kind of bitcoin look back at the history and then i look forward and with a focus on the lightning network which is kind of exciting and then we'll wrap it up so uh, jumping right in here with the market update stocks closed a winning week Friday following data that pointed to stronger than expected U.S. economic growth while Tesla shares jumped 11 percent to cap a huge 33 surge on the week after reporting record quarterly revenue the Commerce Department said Friday the personal consumption expenditures price index excluding energy and food showed prices rose 4.4 percent from a year earlier a day after reporting a better-than-expected 2.9% gain in gross domestic product for the fourth quarter, boosting hopes that the Federal Reserve may manage a soft landing. All the major market averages finished higher for the week, with the Nasdaq Composite climbing 4.3% to rack up a fourth straight week of gains, while the S&P 500 gained 2.4%, and the Dow Jones average ended up 1.8%. Looking ahead to next week, uh, a blockbuster week ahead includes the FOMC meeting, a key OPEC gathering, and a flurry of heavyweight earnings reports. The Federal Reserve is largely anticipated to fire off a 25-point rate hike to take the target federal funds rate to 45 to 4.75%. The consensus view is that the Fed will continue with its tightening policy and signal more rate hikes are still in the mix. Seeking Alpha author Bill Connerly said in his Fed Preview article that the transitory elements of inflation have come down, but the underlying problem of excessive stimulus remains. OPEC oil ministers will meet online during the week to review levels of output. The Joint Ministerial Monitoring Committee of OPEC Plus is expected to endorse the current oil output policy of the group. Also, on the macroeconomic calendar, the unemployment report at the end of the week is expected to show a rise in non-form payrolls of 225000 with the end of a strike by University of California workers in late December a positive factor. Private payrolls are forecast to rise 200000 following a 220000 increase in December. Bank of America thinks Behind the strong payroll print, some details will show cracks in the foundation, particularly in manufacturing. The heavy earnings slate includes reports from tech heavyweights, Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, and Meta Platforms. Investors are looking to see the focus return back to growth after recession worries, high-profile job layoffs, and supply chain snarls dented sentiment. Other big reports include the quarterly updates from ExxonMobil, Starbucks, and Merck. The Loaded Earnings Week has Seeking Alpha authors busy with specific stock recommendations. Vector Durganov weighed in on Meta, saying once the company gets beyond the transitory slowdown, this is the social media stock to own. Edmund Ingham was cautious, uh, Merck this year with lots of headwinds in the mix. Meanwhile, The Outsider is bullish on the future of Qualcomm ahead of the wireless tech players. Earnings report. Jumping into Bitcoin news here, first article is from Crypto News. Uh, this was posted on January 27th. Bitcoin mining network hits new record hash rate above 300 exahash a second. Uh, according to Bitcoin mining data tracking website mining pool stats Bitcoin's hash rate hit a new record high earlier this week according to the website the network reached the milestone of computing 300 quintillion hashes per second or 300 exahash per second Bitcoin's hash rate is viewed as a proxy of the processing power allocated to securing the Bitcoin network by its army of miners A rising hash rate is viewed as a sign of network adoption as well as that the network is growing more secure and we talk about this a lot on this podcast the importance of mining and hash rate uh, being high the achievement was separately confirmed by bitcoin mining company brains they they defined the real-time network hash rate as the estimated total network hash rate based on api reported hash rate values for all mining pools and estimated hash rate values based on blocks found for miners and pools who are not reporting their real-time hash rate one Twitter user responded with a warning that it might not be wise to pay too much credence to the daily hash rate since statistically it's not a true representation of hash rate I would always look at the seven-day hash rate or at least the three-day they recommended still it's exciting they added referring to the hash rate hitting a new record high while not usually looked at as an indicator of whether Bitcoin is entering a bull market, a rising hash rate is news that any Bitcoin owner will want to hear as it is evidence of the growing strength of the network despite 2022's brutal price drop. Uh, let's see, it goes on to say mining difficulty also set to rise. So mining difficulty is set to rise as the computing power of the Bitcoin network surges. The next difficulty adjustment occurs in just over one day, and it's expected to push the difficulty of successfully mining a block higher by 3.7% to a new record high of $3.899 rising mining difficulty is a nod to the fact that miners are engaging in fiercer competition than ever to mine blocks enticed by the latest rebound of bitcoin's price from last year's lows in the 15,500 area to current levels around 23,000 bitcoin miner bitcoin flows to exchanges recently also hit a new three-year low according to on-chain data cited by crypto analytics platform Glassnode this can be taken as a sign that miners are less eager to sell their Bitcoin perhaps a show of faith that the latest rebound in Bitcoin's price could be the start of a longer-term recovery back to levels last seen in early 2022. indeed a growing confluence of on-chain and technical indicators as well as an apparently easing macro 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 backdrop as financial conditions ease on falling U.S inflation stuttering growth Suggests that last year's sub sixteen thousand dollar dip may have ultimately been the Bitcoin bottom for the next market cycle. And again, we shall see on that one. Uh, Moving on here, next article is from Coindesk. Uh, This was posted on January twenty-seventh. Title White House Calls on Congress to Step Up Its Efforts on Crypto Regulation. Four senior U.S. officials in the Biden administration uh, published a statement on Friday urging Congress to step up its efforts with respect to regulating the cryptocurrency market. The officials, Brian Deese, director of the National Economic Council, Arati Prabhakar, director of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, Cecilia Rouse, Chair of the Council of Economic Advisors and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, wrote that Congress should expand regulators' powers to prevent misuses of customer assets and to mitigate conflicts of interest. Other suggestions for Congress in the statement included strengthening transparency and disclosure requirements for crypto companies, strengthening penalties for violations of illicit Illicit finance rules, and working more closely with international law enforcement partners. The officials also made suggestions about what Congress should not do in terms of crafting new crypto regulation, including greenlighting mainstream institutions like pension funds to dive headlong into cryptocurrency markets. To do so, the officials warned, would be a grave mistake that deepens ties between cryptocurrencies and the broader financial system though the spectacular collapses of neither the ill-fated Luna stablecoin nor the now defunct crypto exchange FTX were directly named in the statement the effects of both loomed large over the official's guidance which called 2022 quote a tough year for cryptocurrencies plagued by the implosion of a so-called stablecoin prompting a wave of insolvencies and the subsequent downfall of a major cryptocurrency exchange some cryptocurrency entities ignore Applicable financial regulations and basic risk controls, in addition, cryptocurrency platforms often mislead consumers, have conflicts of interest, fail to make adequate disclosures, or commit outright fraud, they wrote. Can't deny that the White House's concerns as well as its recommendations echo similar remarks made by U.S. regulators including Commodity Futures Trading Commission Commissioner Kristen Johnson who called on Congress earlier this week to expand the CFTC's authority to conduct due diligence on crypto acquisitions however the responsibility to regulate crypto does not fall only on congressional shoulders. In their statement, the four officials said the Biden administration itself would be unveiling, quote, priorities for digital assets research development, which will help the technologies powering cryptocurrencies protect consumers by default in the coming months. Safeguards will ensure that new technologies are secure and beneficial to all and that the new digital economy works for the many, not just the few, they wrote so uh we'll just have to keep an eye on this but uh it's certainly no surprise that the white house is jumping on the bandwagon here and obviously congress has already been investigating a lot of what's happened with the implosion of ftx and um you know the uh the other uh crypto hedge funds and lenders and um uh you know all these other companies that basically failed last year so uh, i think it's safe to say more regulation on the way um what it actually how it actually takes shape is hard to say um it seems reasonable that crypto exchanges the centralized exchanges will have to be regulated um maybe even to the extent or to the level that banks are regulated um they might even need to become banks. I don't know. Um, and then uh, they'll have to figure out um, what uh, cryptocurrencies are considered securities, which seems like all of them are, except for Bitcoin. Bitcoin's already kind of been determined to be a commodity, and because uh, it has no. You know no original issuer you know the shares the original coins weren't sold to or given to somebody uh, in the beginning <clears throat> um, unlike ethereum and and a lot of the other ones. so there's there's a good likelihood that they'll uh, find that all the uh, cryptocurrencies except Bitcoin are securities and need to be regulated as such. It's possible that they could classify some of them as commodities in which case, Uh, they would come under regulation of commodities future trading commission Um, and then all the ones that are considered securities would be um, regulated under the sec and that means disclosures just like companies do with ipos you know you have to disclose you have recurring uh, filings you have to make quarterly and whenever there's a significant event and so there would be better information for investors and and probably a lot of these deals won't happen um because of that because uh you know part of the reason why there was such an explosion in cryptocurrencies was because it wasn't unregulated and pretty much anybody could start a token and pump it and dump it and make a lot of money and so uh, there's a lot to be cleaned up there but um we'll see next article up here Bitcoin.com um this is on January 29th that's so today Robert Kiyosaki says we are in global recession warns of soaring bankruptcies unemployment and homelessness always like to hear from Robert and uh, of course his warnings are usually pretty dire The author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, is back with more warnings about the U.S. economy and global recession. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a 1997 book co-authored by Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. It's been on the New York Times bestseller list for six years uh he tweeted Saturday question what is worse than a great depression answer a global recession he added unfortunately we're in a global recession hang on rough landing for the world bad news bankruptcy unemployment almost a sore retirements toast however the famed author pointed out there is good news for investors elaborating bargains are everywhere gold silver Bitcoin priceless In July last year, Kiyosaki cautioned that inflation may lead to greater depression, noting that real estate is crashing and layoffs are starting. He also warned about hyperinflation and depression in April, predicting that the U.S. dollar is about to implode. In May, he reiterated bad news, depression coming. Rich Dad Poor Dad author is not the only one concerned about a global recession. In September last year, the World Bank said the risk of global recession in 2023 is rising as central banks worldwide simultaneously hike interest rates in response to inflation in addition the international monetary fund is warned of a tough year ahead for the world economy kiyosaki has regularly warned about the state of the u.s economy while recommending investors buy gold silver and bitcoin he often said that he does not trust the biden administration the treasury the federal reserve and wall street he stressed that the fed and treasury are destroying the u.s dollar He tweeted on January 14th that Bitcoin, gold, silver, and oil are moving up in price, noting good news for those that know inflation is permanent, now systemic, not transitory. Bad news for the uninformed, poor, middle class, anyone who believes Biden cares about them and their families. The famous author said in December that Bitcoin investors will get richer when the Federal Reserve pivots and prints trillions of dollars. He explained in November that he is a Bitcoin investor, not a trader. So he gets excited when the price of Bitcoin plunges. In September, he urged investors to get into crypto now before the biggest economic crash in the world happens. Okay, next article here is from Bitcoin.com. This was also posted today. kind of an interesting one crypto bank custodia denied membership in the u.s federal reserve system uh, crypto bank custodia has been denied membership in the united states federal reserve system in, the, in an announcement dated january 27th the federal reserve board explained that the application as submitted by the company is inconsistent with the required factors under the law The press release further detailed the custodia is a special-purpose depository institution which does not have federal deposit insurance and wants to engage in untested crypto activities including issue a crypto asset. In that context, the board argued, the firm's novel business model and proposed focus on crypto assets presented significant safety and soundness risks. The Federal Reserve Board reminded it had previously determined that such crypto activities are highly likely to be inconsistent with safe and sound banking practices it also said the bank's risk management framework including its ability to mitigate money laundering and terrorism financing risks, was not sufficient to address relevant concerns in light of these and other concerns the firm's application as submitted was inconsistent with the factors the board is required to evaluate by law The body concluded in a statement adding that the order will be released following a review for confidential information. Membership in the Federal Reserve System would have given Custodia, a bank chartered in the state of Wyoming, certain benefits in terms of taxation and investment, for example. In a tweeted statement, CEO Caitlin Long said the company was surprised and disappointed by the board's move, insisting Custodia offered a safe federally regulated solvent alternative to the reckless speculators and grifters of crypto that penetrated the U.S. banking system with disastrous results for some banks. Long emphasized the custodia actively sought federal regulation going above and beyond all requirements that apply to traditional banks. She also noted that the denial is consistent with the concerns raised by the company about the Fed's handling of its applications and vowed that the bank will continue to litigate the issue. The executive was referring to a lawsuit filed by custodia against the central bank system systems delayed ruling on its application for a master account the latter remains pending as the company pointed out on twitter banks hold most of their reserves and master accounts at the fed which allows them to make transfers between each other and settle payments also on friday the federal reserve board issued a policy statement according to which both insured and uninsured banking institutions will be subjected to limits on certain activities including those associated with crypto assets so again this is a another area worth keeping an eye on um if you haven't heard from caitlin long she's actually really really sharp a big bitcoiner and uh, uh, i've listened to a couple interviews with her and she was trying to basically um you know start a uh a hundred percent reserve bank um which uh um obviously the federal reserve's not not too excited about as you can see from the from the article so uh hopefully she'll be able to find uh some way around this but uh, uh it's it's pretty clear that the regulators are are not uh, going to be uh getting behind crypto bitcoin or anything uh anytime in the near future and um it's certainly uh, as we all know bitcoin could potentially uh disrupt central banking so they're going to try to really do their best to keep it out um coin telegraph january 26 this one i thought was really interesting ChatGPT learns Bitcoin will end central banking and fiat currency. ChatGPT is a powerful new artificial intelligence tool capable of problem solving, advanced coding, answering complicated questions, and now spelling out the end of fiat currencies. Parman, a Bitcoin self custody mentor and writer, taught ChatGPT that Bitcoin would bring about the end of government issued fiat currencies and shared the results in a Twitter thread. Parman explained that he orange-pilled or convinced the bot about Bitcoin and that the machine learning tool, quote, is now a Bitcoiner. (laughs) The process was straightforward. First, Parman asked ChatGPT how humanity could end central banking. After all, Bitcoin was created in the shadows of the 2008 financial crisis. And in the Genesis block, the words, quote, Chancellor on the brink of second bailout for banks, are etched, perhaps showing founder Satoshi Nakamoto's aversion to central banking. ChatGPT explains that one way to end central banking would be decentralized digital currencies, which sounds a lot like Bitcoin. Parman asked the bot to answer the question in two words, to which it replies, decentralized finance. That is to say, DeFi could bring about the end of central banking. Parman, a Bitcoin maximalist, told the bot that DeFi is a marketing term for what is actually centralized finance, to scam people, and asked it. <clears throat> to look a little deeper, to which ChatGPT answered, end fiat. In conversation with Cointelegraph, Parman explained <clears throat> that he was testing ChatGPT and trying to use the two-word answers to chivy along the conversation. <clears throat> I wanted to see how smart it was. If it came up with the answer for two words to end central banking as buy Bitcoin, I was going to be blown away. Parman was satisfied with the response that ending fiat would fell central banking, so he moved on to the how. How could humanity end fiat currency? ChatGPT listed four options. A return to a gold standard, promoting alternative currencies such as Bitcoin, reducing government spending, and changing government perception. The ai bot was getting close but parman is a serial bitcoin orange pillar and educator and he wouldn't let up he explained my natural instinct is to orange fill so i guided it to the right answer the machine learning tool now understood that crypto adoption could lead to the end of fiat but crypto in parman's view is not the answer there's only one cryptocurrency that makes this possible as it is the only one that has no issuer he typed parman refers to the fact that when bitcoin was first mined it was a digital trial an experiment with a digital token that had no value nor a promise of value all other cryptocurrencies parman explained have leadership teams and are therefore centralized so which one is it chat gpt bitcoin or crypto the bot replied bitcoin parman had successfully convinced a machine learning bot that bitcoin could bring about the end of fiat currency but why bother going to all that effort parman explained in a conversation with coin telegraph importantly the world needs to know central banking is a scam, and everyone needs to know that Bitcoin is the only thing that can stop it. Perhaps with the powerful chat GPT bot on Team Bitcoin, the world may draw a little closer to that realization. So again, I just thought this was pretty funny. I came across this the other day. Okay, moving on to CNBC. January twenty fourth. Court sets date for oral arguments and grayscale's challenge of SEC's Bitcoin ETF decision. And so for those of you who don't know, uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is a, uh, what they call a, a closed-end fund. So it's traded, but it's, it's, it's um, the value of the Bitcoin in the actual trust and the market price that the asset trades at is quite different. Um, there's like a huge discount to it. And so they've been proposing and filing with the SEC and now litigating uh because the sec won't approve it uh changing it to an exchange traded fund and the advantage of an etf is that it, it would value the uh, uh it would it would value the assets uh, on a daily basis and the difference between the um the value of the assets in the fund and, and the trading price of the fund should be eliminated and it should basically be one and the same um and uh that would obviously be much better uh, and that would also make it one of if not the first um, physical bitcoin etf uh because right now in the us they they have etfs that are approved but they're they're futures based so they're they're trading futures contracts not actually physical bitcoin Uh, whereas other countries like canada for example has physical bitcoin etfs so when you buy into the etf you actually, um, well, you, you don't, but the, the fund owns uh, the Bitcoin uh, directly. And then they charge a fee, uh, of course, for managing it. Uh, so the District of Columbia Court of Appeals has scheduled to a date to hear oral arguments in Grayscale's lawsuit contesting the Securities and Exchange Commission's decision to deny the conversion of its Grayscale Bitcoin trust to an exchange traded fund. Both sides will present their case to the court at nine thirty a.m. on March seventh, according to a court order filed Monday. Grayscale had previously expected oral arguments to begin in the second quarter. Grayscale initiated a lawsuit against the SEC in June of 2022 after the agency rejected its application to turn its Bitcoin trust, better known by its ticker symbol GBTC. Into an ETF. The company decided to pursue the ETF, which would be backed by Bitcoin rather than Bitcoin derivatives, after the SEC approved ProShares, futures based Bitcoin ETF, in October 2021. The ruling faced multiple delays, but the SEC ultimately rejected the application last summer, citing failure by Grayscale to answer questions related to concerns about market manipulation and investor protections. Investors are sitting on the sidelines of the crypto market after a rough 2022 dragged down by challenging macro conditions as well as the destruction caused by the demise of Terra and the bankruptcies of Three Arrows Capital, Celsius, Voyager, and FTX. Crypto lender Genesis, the sister company of Grayscale, filed for bankruptcy Thursday. Still crypto investors are longing to see the SEC approve a US spot Bitcoin ETF and no longer just as a way to open the crypto market to more institutional investment. Investors have grown concerned about the harm GBTC could do to shareholders. The shares have been trading at a growing discount to net asset value, currently about 40%. Uh, And the structure of the trust is such that shares can't be redeemed. Many agree that the SEC giving the green light to grayscale to convert the trust into an ETF would be the ideal path forward for investors. GBTC, which had $14.5 billion in assets under management as of Monday was the first crypto product investors could trade in their brokerage accounts to get exposure to Bitcoin. It was launched in 2013, well before the approval of Bitcoin ETFs in Canada or Bitcoin futures ETFs in the U.S. Grayscale charges a 2% annual fee to investors, making it a cash cow for parent company Digital Currency Group led by Barry Silbert. Silver has been under fire by many investors in crypto, most recently Gemini's Cameron Winklevoss. In recent weeks, FirTree Capital Management has sued Grayscale over potential mismanagement and conflicts of interest of GBTC. Valkyrie and Osprey funds have also both urged Grayscale to withdraw as a sponsor of GBTC and name their funds the sponsor instead to give shareholders a better path to lower management fees and the implementation of a redemption program. And then uh, we'll finish up with an article here from Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, This is from January 26th, entitled POS Giant Clover Teams Up with Strike to Bring Bitcoin's Lightning Network to Millions of Merchants. Strike CEO Jack Maulers has taken to Twitter to announce that Strike is now an integrated partner with payments giant Fiserv, parent company of Clover. Subsequently, Strike has launched a pilot integration with Clover, allowing merchants to accept Bitcoin over the Lightning network. According to his announcement, the integration is not limited to Strike. Instead, merchants will be able to accept Lightning payments from any source, from Cash App to a node over Tor. If it can make a Lightning payment, you can use it, Mahler stated on Twitter. Mahler's clarified that this rollout is part of a 90-day trial period which will involve measuring the speed and cost of facilitating transactions using the new integration. In addition to that, the amount of business that integrating Lightning brings to merchants will be closely monitored. After the pilot, Strike aims to enter the Clover App Store and afterwards direct integration into Clover. This would enable Lightning by default for all clover merchants putting it right next to card networks like visa and mastercard ultimately these payment giants want to see lightning in action Mahler said on twitter if they want to feel it touch it and see if people use it an open instant cheap inclusive and innovative payment network seems too good to be true time to show lightning is the world's superior payments rail the trial period is now active and clover merchants can reach out to strike in order to enable cheaper, faster payments using the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, and then uh, I did want to mention, and I, part of the reason why I want to talk about this Lightning uh, article uh, was I did write a post this week in my Substack. I won't go over it here, but uh, uh, I'll include a link in the show notes. Um, but uh, I wanted to look back at the history of Bitcoin, look at some of the recent developments, and then kind of have a focus on on the lightning network and so it's a little bit more of a deep dive in there if you want to check it out okay uh thanks for listening to the podcast this week if you enjoyed the show please like and leave a comment also don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode Uh, and again you can follow me on substack at bitcoinfortress.substack.com or you can follow me on twitter my handle is at nick Reichert. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.